Hello and welcome to the Spiritualized Podcast. This is your host Jess Fenton and today I'm bringing you a series of episodes to talk about the spiritual brand. Now I'm going to talk about the spiritual brand at different stages so you'll find that you'll only need to listen to one of these episodes or for information's sake you can listen to all of them. But you'll find you're just in one category of this. The three episodes I'm going to be bringing to you today are the first one for those who are in their spiritual business and working towards their first million. The second episode is going to be for those who are around the million mark but um, are suddenly facing challenges where what was working wasn't working. Call this stage the diamond reset, where you had a diamond and it was amazing and everything was going so well, and it was, you know, you're getting to the million, the two million, and then it just collapses. And so I go into why I think that is happening. And in the third episode, it's around those who have found their footing again and are moving towards 10 million and beyond mark, way beyond. Uh, need to individuate their business in order for it to not become a business of bondage but instead become a business of freedom and without that insight into how to individuate business a lot of a lot of issues and challenges are going to be presenting themselves soon if they haven't already you can actually get to the 50 60 70 million mark and not have an individuated brand, and I can see the 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 challenge, the the mental challenges that are going on, the physical challenges, the spiritual challenges of when a brand is not individuated. And so that's what we look at in the third episode. Now I've spoken about these financial targets essentially but it's not really about those specific monetary goals i'm just using them as a place marker placeholder to get a sense of which part of the the stage i'm talking about so it might be you might be in one of the categories but not within the level uh, I'm talking about you might be less of the level or more of the level so don't go by the the money it's more of a an inkling into the level of responsibility the level of receivership the re- level of energy and knowledge uh, and all of these different things that come into play at these different stages so this first stage in this episode, this first episode, is to do with those going to the first million. This is going to be before you get to the point where things start to collapse, which you find out exactly why they collapse in the second episode. Let's start by saying that it's so normal in a spiritual awakening to want to set up your own business. And this is because there's been a whole paradigm shift from what you thought reality was to what you think reality is now. And in this huge paradigm shift, in the initial stages, there's a huge amount of consuming because there's this insatiable appetite for understanding 
this new level of reality and what is going on. So there's a lot of consumption. There's a lot of looking to other people as to what their stories are, what their experiences are. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of um, focus on the external. As you move through the spiritual awakening, that focus comes off the external and comes towards comes into the internal, comes inward, comes through the channeling, comes through your own truth, and there's not very much observation of what is happening on the external reality. So that I talk more about in that third episode. But we can know that in the spiritual awakening, most people want to start their own business because there's just this desire to communicate what's been learned or there's a healing that's happened, that there's a desire to tell people and to help heal them. Essentially, there's a desire to serve, to be of use to the community and to the collective and to share all of this knowledge and to pass it on. So you see why that business is very inherent in the spiritual awakening, as in the romantic relationship is very important. Understanding the spiritual awakening and coming to wholeness of oneself through the the inner union of the masculine and feminine, which then goes into the external union of the partnership within the you know life. And so the the spiritual awakening tends to be explored through those two channels, the business and the relationship. So in this early phase, we're going to be speaking about two of the main challenges I see of why someone would get to a million very quickly, or maybe why they wouldn't get so there so quickly. And then I also want to bring in some other elements of triggering, attachment, projection, boundary standards, which essentially about the the personal evolution of the spiritual awakening, which is absolutely crucial to coming into a completely successful business in the eyes of what you determine success to be. So the first thing I see is there's going to be a need in these earlier stages to go with different ideas. It's an exploration phase. Each of these phases, each of these three different episodes might seem contradictory. Uh, It might be very paradoxical of like, well, you said this in that episode. Why are you saying this in this episode? It's because as you shift through the spiritual awakening, as you shift through the journey into building a spiritual business or brand, there is a contradiction in that there is shifting into how you were doing something won't work and you have to do something else. And you'll be like, well, why didn't I just do that other thing first? And it doesn't really work like that. It's almost like there's a rite of passage, an initiation. You can listen to the other two episodes and see whether, oh, actually, maybe I do need to think about this thing or that thing. But what I would say is this initial stage is about ideas. It's about momentum. It's about trial and error. 
It's about failure, about making mistakes. It's all of those things. It's messy. The first stage is so messy. And as soon as you can get used to the mess, the sooner you can get to the million, get out of this phase and get into, you know, the other, the next phase, which is almost the opposite. So we're in this messy stage. All the ideas are coming. We're looking at all the different people. What's everyone else doing? What's working? What's not working? It's exciting. And the first issue I'm going to see at this level is an inability to sell. What we're ultimately doing is we're all selling a slice of truth in the spiritual collective. This is because everyone is in separation. We have to be in separation, otherwise we'd be enlightened. So there's separation in all of us, unless we're enlightened, in which case we wouldn't be in this, this place. So we can assume we're all in some form of separation from unity consciousness, and we're all looking for a slice of the truth, which each other each of us hold a slice of the truth, because we're all one. Um, and so the slice of truth is held between all of us, eventually making it into unity consciousness, and we can collect all the slices of truth from each person. So this is a marketplace of truth. It's a marketplace, which means there's selling going on, there's selling and there's buying. And it's very difficult for a lot of people to get into that, that selling mode. It feels uncomfortable feels transaction feels uncomfortable that definitely was my experience at the beginning which is why in the first year it, i just didn't make any money because it was it just was just very difficult what happened there which this will be an experience of a lot of people too is that if you have a nest egg or if you have financial support or you have that comfort you'll go slower for sure uh, because you don't have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. It tends to only be when you hit rock, hit rock bottom, you run out of money, or you have some insane reason that will push you into discomfort. Unfortunately, there's no way through this. This is going to be uncomfortable, unless you just have a love for selling and it just comes naturally, in which case you're going to get to the million super fast. If there's that bit of struggle, it'll be a little bit slower, but just having that awareness of actually I'm just selling a piece of truth and this is a marketplace and I'm buying truth as well and that's that's what's happening here. You've got your idea, got the thing that you're you're really interested in communicating or helping people with or healing, whatever it is, uh it's just about, right, can I communicate this idea effectively? Selling is just an ability to communicate an idea. It needs clarity. It needs emotion. It needs enthusiasm. I was at the Joe Dispenza retreat, and this was in my first year of business. I'd moved from a corporate place, and I'd hidden behind all systems. Let me create a website. Let me create a funnel. Let me create a sales page. And it just kept me hidden and busy, you know. And that busyness was like, oh, I'm getting somewhere. But no money was coming in. Anyway, so I'd had 
you know, I had a lot of money in the bank. So I went off to this Joe, Joe Dispenser retreat in Mexico. And I came back profoundly shifted forever. It was just like, wow. And I couldn't stop selling it. You would have thought I was Joe Dispenza's personal salesperson. I mean, I should have been trying to get an affiliate commission for this, but um, I wasn't ever selling it. But I, every single person for about a year, if I was talking to them, I'd tell them about this place uh, or this retreat that was going on. I'm like, you've got to go. It's just like, it's going to blow your mind. Your life's going to change. That's selling. It's what we do with friends when we want to go on holiday or want to go to a movie or go to this specific restaurant when everyone wants to go to that restaurant. We're always just communicating why our idea is a good one or why we're enthusiastic about something. And it's our enthusiasm that pulls people in that's magnetic. There's probably loads of people who went on that retreat because I'm like, oh my God, you've got to go to this thing. It's amazing. So that's what what is going on in this first getting to the first million. The faster you get into that, the faster you get to the million. It's that simple. The second part of it is around visibility. It's this. It's so such a sticking point to visibility, and it's a journey to become visible. And I'd say for a lot of people, not that easy of a journey. But if you can have that awareness that it's these two aspects that will move you to the the million as fast as you can say a million, that's it can be super fast if you can just move through this process quickly. Now, of course, it's an initiation. It's a rite of passage. It's a learning curve. It's, you know, sometimes it does take time. And we've got to accept that. Sometimes we're not ready to be all you know be able to sell our vision or sometimes we're not even clear on what it is or maybe visibility we're just it's just not happening so give yourself some grace give yourself some time i'm just saying what the the two very specific issues are as to why there might be challenge getting to the first million and if you overcome those challenges the million will be there very fast Visibility comes down to a whole bunch of things energetically, spiritually, emotionally. Uh, authenticity, it's about this, you know, it's difficult to, it's, you know, the visibility, it's got a lot of vulnerability, it's got a lot of intimacy, it's got a need to show up authentically, and that can be un- uncomfortable for a lot of people. But the visibility is so important. Let me give you a few practical examples. How it might show up as self-sabotage, where your mind is like completely okay with what you're doing. And yet when you look at it from a practical standpoint, you're like, that's not going to work. So it might be that you're going to do a podcast. That's how you're going to be visible. But you're only going to show up once every two weeks, or you're going to do it monthly or something like that. Like that's not visibility. You, the, it can't be that infrequent. Visibility is about being consistent. It's about showing, being there for people. What you'll find in the spiritual awakening, which is 
it's probably going to be your audience, is there's a lot of anxiety because in that construct of the old paradigm, it was very safe. It was limited, but it was safe. And you were held very tightly in these parameters, which just provided you with a lot of safety and less anxiety. So you move into suddenly this whole new paradigm where you're not being held in that space anymore. You do have freedom, you do have unlimited perception and potential to that, but you're now not held within that confine of the structure. So there tends to be a lot of anxiety in in this happening. And if you have a business a lot, and I'm not saying this for every business, just um, just what comes to mind, a lot of what you will be doing is helping soothe people, um, helping just to know that you're there, that you're visible, that you're doing things, that you're not hidden. And the more you're there, the more you're visible, the more people trust you and they get used to you. They get used to the comfort of you. And you can see how that really translates into bringing people into your business, into your brand, because you're there for them. Now you're being of service to the collective. Um, and so part of that might be showing up for them. It's not to say that everyone has to, it's not to say that visibility is about always being visible, because there's this other aspect of visibility, which is authenticity. There's a lot of people that show up every day, and I just know nothing about them. They're just not very memorable. I don't know what their business is. I don't know what they're up to. I don't know who they are, but I do see them all the time. And then I'll see somebody who I see once on their brand or their feed or whatever, and I can never forget them. In that instant, they were so memorable. And I usually find that's to do with authenticity. It also has to do with a projection of one's vision onto the morphic field, because the more you are in authenticity and have absolute clear vision as to what you're, where you're going, you imprint that into the morphic field and we pick it up telepathically. So you can probably sense that for yourself. You can sense people's direction. You can get a sense of like, oh, I can, they don't have to tell me. I know which way they, where they're going in their life. I know where they're going in their business. I know where they're going in their relationship. I feel a direction. I feel a motivation. And it's, it's very, it's energetic. It's telepathic. Whereas somebody else, you can't feel it because they haven't embodied it. They haven't imprinted that into the morphic field by just constantly thinking about the same thing over and over again. This is what I want to create. With that level of emotion and enthusiasm and direction and focus and clarity, when that is imprinted onto the morphic field over and over, we get a sense of someone's someone's uh, direction without them needing to tell us that's when you're visible energetically that's when someone lands on your page and they literally can't forget you ever or that's on the opposite where they land on your page every day and just cannot even remember who you are so we want to go for that second that second, we want to go for the option where um you know 
you just have to show up once a month and they'd be like, oh my God, I just can't, you know, you're so memorable. So on one hand, there's this thing of you can be so in authenticity, so, so clear in your direction. You actually don't have to show up that much. But I would say that for the majority of people, when you're consistent, when you're showing up, when you're speaking, when you're vocal, when you're sharing your ideas, when you're uh, providing that sense of connection, uh, often entertainment, what education, whatever it is, that is visibility. Another place I see this visibility thing is people giving themselves long comfortable leeways, long runways to do things. So it's saying to someone, oh, when are you launching? And they're like, oh, I'm going to launch in six months. I'm like, that's why. What are you going to do for six months? Uh, somebody else was going to build a website. And I'd say at these early stages, you just don't need that stuff. It's another place to hide. It's amazing to have it at some level. At some point, you're going to need it. Uh, but it's not. If it's being used to hide behind, then it's going to be a waste of time. So someone said to me, yeah, I'm going to build a website. And it was clear that that was going to be their only focus. They weren't going to do any other work until this website was done. So I'm like, oh, how long is it going to take? I'm going to give myself three months. Like, three months? You can do it in a day. What are you going to be doing for three months? So you see people self-sabotage by giving them themselves, giving them the, giving them themselves a long these long comfortable uh, runways, which again is a lack of visibility. Just slows everything down. Doesn't allow for momentum. Doesn't allow for that speed. Doesn't allow for moving into the next stage and just blasting your way to the million and above and the 10 million as i said it doesn't need to be um, monetary goals but energetically speaking you just blast your way into the next section so that visibility piece the other part of visibility i see is that you might be seeing your audience as one person that if you're going to say podcast just because i'm doing podcast if you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast every day, but people don't have time to sit around and listen to podcasts every day, that might be your thought. If almost sent, it's almost like a feeling of you taking up too much of their time, taking up too much space, I don't know, in a way. Yet, most people are going to watch or listen or engage with every single thing you do. And you're, you're putting your everything out for a huge audience rather than for one person so that's an important reflection and I think helpful in that you're not creating for this one person where you've got to be mindful of whether they've got time to listen to your content or engage with it and so you need to go at their pace maybe they might be thinking or maybe they've got, you know, busy in their business. I better slow my stuff down so they've got time to engage with every single piece. Yeah, no, that can't happen. Just get all that content out there, get into the momentum, start producing every day. Um, as I say, this is generalized advice, you know, 
It's going to be maybe different for you, but it's very general. Get the content out there. Get consistent. So many, so many stories of people who are like, you know, I'm going to commit every day, once a day, I'm going to show up and do this one thing. Whether it's, again, I'm going with, um, you know, it could be, doesn't mean a business has to be structured in this way, but generally it seems to be structured through social media that you're going to be on one platform and produce something each day. So there's that element of showing up, being consistent, uh, having that value, not fluffy, wishy-washy, I'm not really going to say anything stuff, but showing your personality, showing your depth, showing that you're you're generous enough to give everything away for free. It really doesn't matter. Uh, you don't need to hold anything back. Okay, so there's that part of it. The other part is the hiding. Hiding behind an email, hiding behind a post, hiding about behind different things. That ties in with the selling because in order to sell, in order to communicate your idea and get others to move and engage with you, you have to activate their energy. Most people are creatures of habit. They're not moving unless there's a reason for them to move. And so your ability to invoke them to move has, is more than just sending an email or just doing a post. It's just not going to work. There has to be an energy behind it. You'll see the most successful people, they'll have all the systems in place, the funnels in place, the, the amazing website. Everything is there, perfect. They still have to show up. They still have to be the energy, energize the brand, or have a team energizing it. Someone needs to bring the energy, and just hiding behind things isn't going to work. And that's what you'll find in your journey to the first million, is how how much you need to be out there and visible and ability to move people with clarity of message, with, uh, you know, getting their emotions moving, getting them to shift, uh, getting them to do something, getting them to do what you want, whatever it is. Those are the two things. So we move on to the next phase. So I'd say those are the two main things I see that in those earlier stages people struggle with the most is around selling and the visibility. If you can get those under your belt as fast as possible, then you move quickly. As I say, you don't need to do it as fast as possible. You can go at your own speed, you can take your time and um I don't know why I'm saying as fast as possible. Usually people want to move quickly. So we move into this next section, which is about the, the personal, interpersonal, energetics, emotional stability, stuff like that. There's going to be a sense of often rejection. Uh, there's a lot of failure at this stage because you're having to test what you find is what this is the, the time where you might be looking to the external. You might see someone with a business or brand and go, oh, I like that. Let me just do what they're doing. 
and it very rarely works. So what you'll find is you have to keep testing stuff yourself. Um, it's very personal as to what works. What works for one doesn't work for others. Otherwise, if it did, someone would uh, go, this is what works, and it would work for everybody. And it's not the case. So it's important that you find your own your own way of doing things, and that is trial and error, and won't necessarily work for other people, just as other people's stuff won't necessarily work for you. You might get lucky, and you might be, a, you know, share of energy, and that thing that they do works for you. But generally, you'll have to do your own, find your own way. So lots of trial and error happening at this stage, and to get okay with failure. Failure is intimately tied up with success. It's the same thing. It's the same energy. You can't have success without failure. It's impossible. You have to have the failure. It's that's what the success is is the ability to fail the ability to learn to grow to see what data is coming back at you and to shift so every time you this is really going into um the four agreements by oh, what's his name i can't remember his name now in the four agreements the two agreements that really stick in my head are don't make things don't take things personally and don't make assumptions if you make assumptions you can assume you're making the wrong assumption almost always and you see that a lot in relationship so don't take things personally that's part of the spiritual awakening um and one of the difficult things when someone rejects what you have to offer or rejects you in some way whatever it is it's not personal it's it's just never personal. So you come out of that that thing. The other thing that happens is there tends to be more expectation, more attachment, um, because you want something to work. You're like, right, I'm going to do this thing. This is my expectation. I'm attached to the outcome. And that's what causes the problems. At the th in the third episode, where people are at the 10 million mark and above, and again, generalized and generalized around the amount, they tend to have cracked this part. They can, they can detach. They don't have any expectations. They're able to hold their core emotional, emotional stability strong. They're not shifting through the chaos. They're, they're immovable. They, um, what was the other thing? They have a strong nervous system. So all of these things are why they get to the 10 million. So we see that this part of the journey, these early stages about the lessons here in order to strengthen that internal space so that you can go and do, you know, these other things at the, the 10 million mark, for example, or above 20, 30, 40 million. So we're looking at this internal aspect of not attaching to things, not having any expectation. So what I'll see in a launch, for example, is someone like, right, this is what I want. And it doesn't happen because there was so much. When you place expectation on something, you put a lot of psychic energy onto it. So now within the law of balance, it's, you've got to balance that the other way. So it goes the opposite way. 
This is why a lot of people who do the big launches at around, say, two to six million a launch, they tend to go on holiday during the launch in order to uh, not let that energy build up, not let the expectation build up, not get into that um, constantly checking. It's like having a relationship. Are you still in love with me? Do you still like me? Do you still want to be with me? You know absolutely 100% you're pushing that person away. It's too much energy onto them, too much responsibility, too much expectation, too much attachment. It works the same with business in that you're trying to shed, shed the energy, come into neutrality, and it's a practice. So we see within that launch, which most people have to do some form of launch often, that they get into all of this expectation and attachment, and when it doesn't go their way, they they feel bad about themselves. Or in in the middle of a launch, there is a dip in energy, which happens literally to everybody. It's part of the energetic um, thing that happens within launches that there will be a dip in the middle. And if you are looking at what's happening and not understanding, if you're looking at the surface, you might see nothing happening. And yet underneath, people are getting the money together. They're excited. They're looking forward to it. They might not have bought it yet, but they, they're, they're, the energy's still moving. And so if you suddenly go, right, no one's doing anything, I'm quitting, you know, this is where we see these issues. Rather than, I'm going to fully commit. I know that everybody is going to be buying this thing. I'm moving into full commitment. And then it works. Um, and if it doesn't work, it's fine. It's just, a, you know, you, you learn something. So that's not a problem either. You just pick yourself up and you go again. Just like an athlete. They don't win the race. They don't go, right, I'm giving up athletics or whatever it is. They just go, right, let me just go it again. So the in this phase, going to the million, you learn true commitment, which is not that true, to be honest. You start to learn commitment. Because what you'll find in episode two is there was a lack of commitment. There was a commitment to the business, but there's lack of commitment to uh, specific elements of the business, which I go into deeper there. So we're looking to start to work with commitment. At the $10 million episode three, the commitment's there. Is right. I'm so in. I'm all in. I'm fully committed. Again, why you see them going to those levels of um, success. Success in that way, because of course, success can be all sorts of things and doesn't necessarily have to be financial doesn't even have to be in the business space you know success can be anything that makes you happy so we'll also see in that episode three that it looks like a lot of these people have incredible success and yet it's not really success because they have not found freedom in it they've not found that peace and joy and love and that's really what success is it's those those frequencies 
and the ability to move into the lower frequencies when they arise, the challenge, and be okay with it. So success is, that's what I'd say, determines success. But in the space where we're talking about the spiritual brand, let's just keep success as it's the money, it's the 10 million, it's 100 million, it's the 5 million, it's the 10,000, it's the 20,000. It's whatever feels good in the moment and like, yeah, that feels successful. So the commitment is really crucial. The other parts of it on the interpersonal level is you're building relationships at this level. A lot of it is done through relationship building. Um, it's what are the other aspects? The other aspects are I've said about the the expectation. The triggering is going to happen. Triggering. I gave you that example about the launch, uh, where you could get triggered and then just give up. Sort of like if you get triggered in a relationship and you just try to end the relationship rather than going, oh, actually, I was just triggered. Uh, everything's fine. Same with in business, which getting there's triggering going on and it's making you make these big decisions, rash decisions that um, you wouldn't make at later stages. So we're looking to strengthen all of that. The projection, that would be a good thing to talk about. The projection is an important aspect because when we don't project onto the external environment, we don't produce the psychic energy which causes all sorts of problems. And when we withdraw our projection, when there's someone we've been thinking about, so in this context it's going to be maybe a client or student, and you really want them to do something with you, and you're putting all of the psychic energy onto them, which energetic energetically repels them same in a relationship if you're constantly thinking about your partner uh, you're putting the psychic energy onto them which they will pull away from you they might not know they're doing it um, or they might know they're doing it but even if they're doing it unconsciously they will there's a feeling of when people project onto you that they're taking a part of your soul soul fragmentation and it doesn't feel good. So that's another thing to practice at this level of just withdrawing the projection. Now, we're human. We're, that's what we do. We project onto the external reality. So you can't get rid of projection because, again, you just would be enlightened then. So we are going to project, but we want to just minimize it. And so when we notice a lot of our thoughts, our overthinking, our spiraling, all of this, is on a person, on a situation, we just learn to notice it and then find a way to withdraw it. For me, if I notice it, I'll just say a prayer. Because sometimes when you're thinking about something, it's like say, saying, don't think about the, thing, the pink elephant. You're going to think about the pink elephant. So instead, I would just put my mind to something else and maybe just say a prayer and something I can remember which takes my mind off briefly of the other thing. And then I can just bring that awareness back of pulling back that projection. That 
is so fundamental um, because then we don't create stories, we don't create assumptions, we are on the path to letting go, we're on the path to detachment, we're on the path to wholeness. So this is the early stage of moving into wholeness, into inner the inner union of masculine and feminine. It's the way to collapse duality from a mechanical point of view. You can collapse duality through deep meditation, through you might get a kundalini awakening or whether people do plant medicine. Whatever people are doing, you can get into that state of oneness, uh collapsing duality in lots of different ways. The ways the way I've just just described is my own way of doing it from a mechanical point of view of where you like right I do these steps I will start to collapse that duality my vibration will rise I won't be in separation consciousness too much uh, I'll start to have that awareness consciously where I can see polarity I can see all sides in my Instagram today, I went a little bit crazy in the stories because I don't have my laptop. Um, it's being fixed. And so I was just on, on Instagram all day. And so I had a lot of uh, opinions after seeing everyone's content. And part of it was... Oh, it's gone out of my head now. What was I saying? I didn't have my computer. I was on Instagram observing what people are doing, giving my opinion. Um, oh, yes. So I was writing a lot of contradictory things. I'd say one thing, and then I'd say the opposite, which are both true. And that's, that's an expanded consciousness. If you can hold all sorts of things as true, you can hold opposing things as true at the same time. So that's where in a relationship you can hold your state of consciousness and your truth and what you think as at the same time you can hold your partner's truth and what they think and what, you know, what his opinion or her opinion are is. So you can hold all aspects. Uh, and so that's what I've been talking about. And that's that expanded consciousness. Can you just hold aspects of everything? Everything is true. Can you be in that paradox of everything's true and nothing's true and um, hold it all at once? So that's that collapsing of duality. So we see this first part of moving to the million as all of the practice. It's the practice of um, getting better with your messaging, with your clarity, with your ideas of what it actually is you're going to want to do in your spiritual brand. Uh, then it's around those, uh, you know, not getting triggered, not um, not getting attached, to being strong in your emotional core stability. Then there's the visibility, being being far as visible as you can be, or holding that authenticity. So when people do see you, they just feel your they feel your visibility. You're memorable. I can't forget you. Those are the aspects I see that are going to help you get to the first million very quickly. Um, as I say, it doesn't need to be quick. You can also take your time. 
what I'm when I'm saying quickly, I'm talking about in a way, uh, infinite patience produces immediate results. It's sort of like if you do all the different things, you'll just get there fast, just naturally, rather than by a forced thing. Um, the other aspect of it, which is what you're starting to build into now, but comes in stronger in episodes two and three, is around timelessness. Uh, just detaching from needing anything, detaching from time. And that can be difficult if you're relying on the money to pay for bills, pay for your survival, that you're like, well, I have to pay for the bills. This will slow stuff down for sure. And it's very, very difficult to let that go. So this might be for the later stages of the spiritual awakening. I would say if you can let it go, if you can be in that space where everything can collapse, you can, you will get what you want faster. Why people don't get what they want faster is because there's this attachment to time of, I need it to happen by this time. I've got a bill to pay on this date and I need it by then. Now we're in this falsely constructed time, which is causing problems in the business causing problems in uh, manifesting, causing problems in receiving. It's building pressure, it's building stress. And what I'd say from my own experience, because I've been through a lot of this, is when you can truly let go and go, okay, I know this has got to be paid. I know this this is a deadline here or there. I'm just going to let go and see what happens. And you'll find that something, think weird things happen. Like deadlines get extended or someone doesn't need to be paid or, I don't know, weird and wonderful things happen to give you the space. And suddenly you find yourself with as much spaciousness as you want. Now there's actually no, there's no restriction on time. There's no pressure. Uh, You've just got all the time in the world. This is how you manipulate time. You have no attachment to time. As I say, that's. It's quite advanced. It's quite difficult to do. Maybe you're doing it naturally, which would be amazing. Um, if you're not, don't beat yourself up about it because it's really, really hard to do when there's something that needs to be done, paid, a deadline, whatever it is. To not feel that time pressure is difficult. But what I would say, if you are able to get past that, you'll have all the time in the world suddenly that just won't be an issue and that's when you get space that's when you get all the freedom that you want so that's another aspect to start leaning into at this stage uh, anything else I feel like that's enough for you to be getting on with it's this episode was really to bring some awareness to those early stages of this building spiritual brand maybe there's something in there that has shifted you maybe there's something that you have awareness to now that you can just change and don't worry if you can't change it it's part of in a way divine timing that things will unfold when they're ready for it to unfold for you um, 
but that's those are my insights into this level this stage this this part of the journey feel free to watch episode two listen to episode two and episode three to see what's coming down the line um because it gets a lot gets fun there too lots of different challenges there uh different things to think about and i hope you've enjoyed this episode feel free to dm me tell me how you found it share your opinions Uh, don't forget to be visible take care bye